This program is brought to you by Israel Restoration Ministries. What are you doing Sunday nights? Come join Friendship with God radio Bible teacher Tom Cantor of the Friendship with God Fellowship Church every Sunday night at 5.30 p.m. at The Vine at 9336 Abraham Way, Santee, California. Watch and listen live around the world to Tom Cantor Sunday evening on YouTube.com by searching for Friendship with God Fellowship or by going to our homepage at friendshipwithgod.org. That's friendshipwithgod.org. Welcome to Friendship with God with our Bible teacher, Tom Cantor. Today's message and previous messages can be listened to or downloaded for free at friendshipwithgod.org. That's friendshipwithgod.org. You can also obtain free resources from Tom Cantor and view our online bookstore at friendshipwithgod.org or call us at 800-247-3051. That's 800-247-3051. Tom Cantor also has a daily devotional verse that comes out each day by email and on Facebook. To receive this small daily devotional verse that Tom Cantor puts out, you can sign up at friendshipwithgod.org. That's friendshipwithgod.org. Or find Tom Cantor on Facebook by searching for Tom Cantor and Friendship with God. Now, here's our Bible teacher, Tom Cantor. All right, well, it's a great week coming up. This is a week of... um, a number of, uh, of remembrance. This week is the week of remembering how oh, there was a very brave woman, a very brave woman who risked her life, almost paid with her life, to save all the Jewish people. And uh, and as we remember that woman and, and the salvation that God brought to all the Jewish people, it also causes us to remember how there was another great one who did risk his life and who did pay with his life to save us from our sins, the Lord Jesus. So I hope that this week um, on Thursday that you'll take your Bibles and read the book of Esther to once again remember that uh, wonderful event, how God saved them, and particularly how the uh, Haman had de- devised that there would be a casting of what he called poor uh, to decide which day all the Jews would be killed, and so the holiday has the uh, name of Purim in uh, memory of that. So uh, happy Purim this uh, Thursday. Let's, first of all, now as we look at another uh, great time in Israel's history and turn, if you would please, to Hosea chapter 8. Hosea chapter 8, as we consider God's warning to Israel to keep them from being destroyed at that time. Hosea chapter 8, let's pray first. Father, thank you so much for your word this morning. Again, Lord, we are thirsty souls, and you are the fountain of life, so flow, fountain, to our souls this morning in Jesus' name. Amen. Hosea chapter 8, verse 1, Hosea. Hosea. Set the trumpet to thy mouth, He shall come as an eagle against the house of the Lord because they have transgressed the covenant, trespassed against my law. Israel shall cry unto me, My God, we know thee. Israel hath cast off the thing that is good 
the enemy shall pursue him. They have set up kings, but not by me. They have made princes, but I knew it not. Of their silver and their gold have they made them idols that they may cut off. Thy calf, O Samaria, hath cast thee off. Thy, mine anger is against them. How long will it be ere they attain to innocency? For from Israel was it also. The workmen made it. Therefore it is not God. But the calf of Samaria shall be broken in pieces. For they have sown the wind, they shall reap the whirlwind. It hath no stock, the bud shall yield no meal. If so be that it yield, the, the strangers will swallow it up. Israel is swallowed up. Now shall they be among the Gentiles as vessel wherein is no pleasure. For they are gone up to Assyria, wild ass alone by himself. Ephraim hath hired lovers. Yea, though they have hired among the nations, now will I gather them, and they shall sorrow a little bit for the burden of the king of princes. Because Ephraim have made many altars to sin, altars shall be unto him to sin. I have written to him the great things of my law, but they were counted as a strange thing. They sacrifice flesh for the sacrifices of mine altars and eat it, but the Lord accepteth them not. Now will he remember their iniquity and visit their sins. They shall return to Egypt. For Israel hath forgotten his maker and buildeth temples, and Judah hath multiplied fenced cities. But I will send a fire upon his cities. It shall devour the palaces thereof. Now, in the last chapter, chapter before this, in chapter 7, we had a first verse that really started off the, the flow of that chapter, the real direction of that chapter. Basically, it was God's frustration over Israel. As God said in Hosea chapter 7, verse 1, 7, 1, when I would have healed Israel, then the iniquity of Ephraim was discovered in the wickedness of Samaria, for they commit falsehood, and the thief cometh in, and the spoil, the, 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 the troop of robbers spoileth without. That was really a statement when God said, I would have healed Israel. That was God saying, just when I was about to show mercy to Israel and not judging them, just when I was about to show grace to Israel, when I, when I would have given them a complete pardon, just at that very moment, iniquity was found. Wickedness was found, and I had to judge them. That was the just when I was about to moment for God. And that was the same that happened when we remember when Moses came down off of Mount Sinai, he had the precious tablets of stone in his hand, that wonderful revelation of who God was in the form of those of the law, the Ten Commandments that was given to no other people on earth. God was so happy to make himself known to Israel that time. That was going to be the start of a great friendship with God. And then it says in Exodus 32:19, Exodus 32:19, it came to pass as soon as he came nigh the camp that he saw the calf and the dancing, and Moses' anger waxed hot, and he cast the tables uh, out of his hands and break them beneath the mount. Just at that point where Israel is about to receive the gift of the stones, the revelation of God written with the very finger of God, as it says, then the golden calf was seen by Moses, and Moses threw the stones down and broke them. That's what happened in Hosea chapter 7, in verse 1, that turned what should have been a great healing. I would have healed Israel, God said. It should have been a great deliverance, and it was a great tragic judgment instead. So 
Chapter eight, now we're in chapter eight. Chapter eight opens with God telling the prophet of Hosea in verse one, set the trumpet to thy mouth, put the trumpet against your lips. He shall come as an eagle against the house of the Lord because they've transgressed my covenant, trespassed against my law. So God tells Hosea that Hosea is to engage himself in telling Israel what their sin was and why they were gonna be judged. And so God told Hosea to see himself as having a trumpet, and God told Hosea to first set the trumpet to thy mouth. And with these words, we can God say, we can see God say to Hosea, Hosea, when I say to you, set the trumpet to your mouth, I want you to think of how awful the sin of Israel is. I want you to think, I want you to be infused with the awfulness of Israel's sin. And I want you to see yourself as a person who solemnly takes up that trumpet in his hands, and as the trumpet is being slowly raised up to your mouth, Hosea, and your lips are touching the trumpet and being pressed against the trumpet as you set the trumpet so to speak, against your mouth, get ready, get ready to blow the trumpet. And so God is not speaking to Hosea literally to blow a trumpet, but he's saying, I want you, Hosea, to be very careful. I want you to be very careful in telling him because I have been very careful to you, Hosea, in choosing this analogy of the trumpet for a very good reason because the person who blew the trumpet was the watchman on the walls. He was the lookout He was perched up there on the wall as a lookout in a place to see the danger that was coming. You know, at Scanabai's laboratory, we have a 12-acre compound in Budajir, Ethiopia, which is 95% Muslim. It's only about 60 miles away from the Catholic mission that was last year burned down to the ground by radical Muslims. And Budajir, where we are, is, is part of a tribe, the Guragi tribe, in Ethiopia, and there's tribal warfare going on now in Ethiopia, and uh, over 40 people have been killed in the streets of Budajira there because of the tribal warfare. And so for these reasons, our compound has a a nine-foot-tall concrete wall, which is 12 inches thick, solid, and barbed wire on the top and around the 12 acres, and we have four watchtowers on the corners of the wall, and going off of each side of the of the watchtower uh, of the tower their house watchtower are the 12 foot catwalks along there and our guards stand watch on those towers and if they see a mob approaching the compound they sound the alarm and the metal gates are fortified with 12 foot and then they break out the four AK47s that we have with the 12 bullets that the government has allowed us to have to defend ourselves But anyway, those guards are in the towers there, and in the same way in Israel, there were watchmen on the walls, and their job was to be on the lookout for coming danger, coming threats, coming destruction, and those watchmen on the walls were relied on, the city would sleep, and because they had the assurance that the watchmen were going to give them a warning, enough warning that they could prepare themselves and not be destroyed. And so this is what God has chosen as an analogy 
for his prophets, as he told the prophet Ezekiel in Ezekiel 33.7, Ezekiel 33.7, he said to Ezekiel, so thou, O son of man, I have set thee a watchman unto the house of Israel, therefore thou shalt hear the word at my mouth and warn them from me. So God has set his servants as watchmen for one purpose, look for the danger, and only God's watchmen, they didn't look out over the horizon for coming danger. God's watchmen looked out by hearing, by hearing God's words, hearing the words from God's mouth and hearing the warnings. And when the literal watchman saw the danger, he grabbed the trumpet, set it to his mouth, and gave a blast, a sound, sound of warning. And this is what God was calling his servants to do. God's warning and proclaimed the warning. He said in Ezekiel 33:7, Ezekiel 33:7, thou shalt hear, thou shalt hear the word at my mouth and warn them from me. Warn them from me was God's call to his servants. Warn Israel. God's warning today. God's warning today is Romans 3:23. The warning is all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. That's Romans 3.23. There's not a person in this room right now who has not sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. He's fallen short and never be able to see the glory of God because of sin. God's warning today is Romans 6.23. Romans 6.23, the wages of sin is death. There's not a person in this room now who's not worthy to be cast into hell for his sins. God's warning today is Hebrews 9.27, Hebrews 9.27. It's appointed unto men once to die, and after this, the judgment. There's not a person in this room here now that doesn't have an appointed time to die, after which there'll be judgment. God's warning today is 1 John 5.11 and 12, 1 John 5.11 and 12, where it says, this is the record that God has given to us eternal life, and this life is in his Son. He that, on the one hand, he that hath the Son hath life, and on the other hand, he that hath not the Son of God hath not life. There's not a person in this room right now that either has the Son, has the Lord Jesus, and has eternal life, and will be brought into heaven after death, or does not have the Lord Jesus, does not have eternal life, and will be cast into hell and to death. And God wants everyone to hear this warning, that sin is unquestionable, that judgment is certain, and that heaven and hell are realities. And that's why it says in Isaiah 58.1, Isaiah 58.1, cry aloud, spare not. Lift up thy voice like a trumpet and show my people their transgressions and the house of Jacob their sins. And when the watchman saw the danger, he blew the trumpet, which was a warning to the people. The sound of the trumpet was a warning. It was a warning. Ezekiel 33.3, Ezekiel 33.3. And when he seeth the sword come upon the land and he blow the trumpet and warn the people. The sound of the trumpet was designed to strike fear when you heard the trumpet, you were afraid. Amos 3.6, Amos 3.6, shall a trumpet be blown in the city and the people not be afraid? Shall there be evil in a city the Lord hath not done it? The lion hath roared, who will not fear? You know, during World War II, 
If you lived in Hawaii and you heard the air raid sirens go off, you'd be afraid. And right, you should be. You'd remember Pearl Harbor. And you'd be afraid, but the tragedy then, the tragedy today, is when people hear the warning about judgment and that there's only one way to heaven. When they hear Jesus say in John 14, 6, he said, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. And when people hear that, when that's heard, and the response is Jeremiah 6.17, Jeremiah 6.17, also I set watchmen over you saying, hearken to the sound of the trumpet, but they said, we will not hearken. And God doesn't want anyone to be caught by surprise at death. God doesn't want anyone to die and wake up from death and say, I had no idea. Lord, Lord, there must be some mistake. Oh, I, I preach in your name. I cast out devils in your name. This got to be wrong. You can't be saying to me, depart from me, you that work iniquity. I never knew you. That can't be. He doesn't want anyone to be surprised like that. He doesn't want anyone to not respond to God's invitation to be saved from their sins. Just like today, God wants everyone to accept the great invitation by the Lord Jesus in Matthew eleven twenty-eight. 28. Matthew eleven twenty-eight. Come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. Just like in, the, say, in Los Angeles today, if they got a warning that there was a missile heading for Los Angeles, a nuclear warhead was already in the air and programmed to fly and destroy Los Angeles. So God warned Israel in Hosea 8.1, our chapter, verse here, God warned Israel in 8.1, he shall come as an eagle, against the house of Israel because they've transgressed my covenant. And just like we see the picture of an eagle, an eagle, when it's on a hunt, when it's on a mission, and it's soaring through the air, the eagle's strong. The eagle, and God's judgment is strong. The eagle is swift and furious. And that's what God's judgment is. It's swift and furious. The eagle darts out of the sky, and the prey is totally unsuspecting, totally surprised. Death comes to the lost, it's like a shock, and it hits the, the lost like an eagle darting out of the sky. And God wants so much to stop the eagle, to stop the eagle from striking. God wants so much to destroy that nuclear warhead missile before it reaches Los Angeles. Why? Because God is the one who says in 2 Peter 3, 9, 2 Peter 3, 9, the Lord is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Who is God? God is 1 Timothy 2.4, 1 Timothy 2.4, the Lord will have all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. And, but God has one way to, to stop the eagle. He has one way to destroy the nuclear warhead, one way to stop it, and that is John 3.16, John 3.16, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth into him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. He that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not into him is condemned already because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten of the Son of God. God's way to stop the eagle is 1 Corinthians 5.7. 1 Corinthians 5.7, Christ our Passover is sacrificed for us. 
And that was the greatest friendship that God could show to man. Greatest friendship. The greatest friendship is, is John 15, 13. John 15, 13. Greater love hath no man than this, that a man should lay down his life for his friends. That was the covenant. That was the covenant that God referred to in Hosea 8.1. Hosea 8.1, they have transgressed my covenant. That was God's covenant of friendship with God. Friendship, a covenant, but a friendship with God. And to turn away from the Lord Jesus Christ who's shown this greatest friendship is to transgress God's covenant of friendship. And so when the eagle strikes, there's a cry. And the cry is in verse 2, Hosea 8.2, Hosea 8.2, Hosea 8.2. Israel shall cry unto me, my God, we know thee. It's a horrible thought. God wants to think about that. He writes it for us. He thinks about it. Think about it. That when the eagle strikes, when judgment falls, Israel cries. The word is za'ak in Hebrew there for cry. It's very strong. It's a it's a shriek, a shriek of terror, like a desperate cry. Really, verse 2 literally reads, To me they will shriek, my God, we know thee. We Israel, that's how it, re- it reads literally, Israel's at the end. It says, to me they will shriek, my God, we know thee. We Israel, we Israel, we know thee. See, by putting that the word at the end there, Israel, at the very end of the plea in verse 2. And so Israel saying to God, God, we're not just any people. We're not Tanzanians. We're Israel. We're your people. We're your people. It's Israel relying on their birth. I've been told by rabbis, uh, have told me before, they said, hell? Oh, that's a Gentile thing. All Jews are going to heaven. That's what I've been told. I said, oh, I didn't know. Because we're born Jews. But John the Baptist had a different view. John the Baptist had a different view when he was talking to the religious leaders who propagated this false confidence. Uh, you're going to heaven because you're a Jew. In Matthew 3.9, Matthew 3.9, John the Baptist says, think not to say within yourselves, we have Abraham to our father. For I say unto you, God is able of these stones to raise up children unto Abraham. Don't think John told the Pharisees, don't keep saying in yourself that you'll be saved because of your lineage. Don't just, don't deceive yourself. Don't trick yourself into thinking that the eagle is not now in flight. It is. Don't intoxicate yourself. Don't intoxicate yourself with the lie that the eagle will not strike. When the eagle strikes, the Lord Jesus says it's going to be like Matthew 7.22, Matthew 7.22. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name and in thy name cast out devils and in thy name done many wonderful works? And then will I profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. That means, in Matthew 7.22 means, when many will say, Lord, Lord, they will say it with a za'ak, with a shriek, with a shriek of shock, as if to say, there must be some mistake here. We cannot be cast into hell. 
We've got a record. We preach. We cast out devils. We do many wonderful works. But the Lord will say, never knew you. I never knew you. Another wonderful day studying the Bible with our Bible teacher, Tom Cantor, here on Friendship with God. Don't forget that today's message and previous messages can be listened to and downloaded for free at friendshipwithgod.org. That's friendshipwithgod.org. You can also go online to find free resources from Tom Cantor and our online bookstore at friendshipwithgod.org. You can also find Tom Cantor on Facebook, and you can also go to friendshipwithgod.org to sign up for his daily devotional. Tom Cantor is also the founder of Israel Restoration Ministries. You can visit that website at israelrestoration.org. You can write to Tom Cantor at P.O. Box 711330, Santee, California 92071. That's P.O. Box 711330, Santee, California 92071. Or email Tom Cantor at tomcantor at friendshipwithgod.org. That's tomcantor at friendshipwithgod.org. For more information about Tom Cantor and Friendship with God and Israel Restoration Ministries, call us at 800-247-3051. That's 800-247-3051. What are you doing Sunday nights? Come join Friendship with God radio Bible teacher Tom Cantor of the Friendship with God Fellowship Church every Sunday night at 5.30 p.m. at The Vine at 9336 Abraham Way, Santee, California. Watch and listen live around the world to Tom Cantor Sunday evening on YouTube.com by searching for Friendship with God Fellowship or by going to our homepage at friendshipwithgod.org. That's friendshipwithgod.org. This program is brought to you by Israel Restoration Ministries.